Amen, I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. Good morning, Christian America. This is just another command from Jesus that we're going to talk about today in the Gospel of Mark in chapter 10. We're going to start on verse 13 today. Jesus is talking about the children and, and the kingdom of God and how we must accept the kingdom of God like a child and that we should not hinder our children. We should protect our children. We should allow our children to come to him. Let's talk about what that means in today's society when so much is directed at our children. Let's get right into it this Monday. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. First and foremost, we want to thank you, the, the audience, the subscriber, the follower on any one of our social media platforms, the subscriber to our channel here on YouTube or on Rumble. Um, without you, there is no us. And it's encouraging, it's motivating to see so many individuals, so many people out there that are inspired enough, that are confident enough to speak out and speak up and stand strong and firm in their faith, their faith in, in God, especially in this day and age. And it's probably why uh, so many people are realizing uh, the need to get stronger in their faith, to uh, dig deeper into scripture, to understand more uh, intellectually, to be me, to be more informed, to be more educated and to be more inspired in scripture, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to, to come into them and lead them, guide them, um, be shepherded uh, by the Holy Spirit. There, there's hopefully uh, you guys see what I see, which is a reinvigoration of the Christian faith across this nation. And uh, it's important. It's the most important thing that we do. And so uh, we want to continue that tradition. We want to continue that effort, that mission that we have here in the Christian American revitalization effort to seek the, revitaliz the revitalization of the Christian faith. And we encourage you to, to, to do the same. We encourage you to spread the word of God. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk briefly as we continue down our journey through the gospel of mark uh, today we're in chapter 10 we're going to start on verse 13 um and it's important that we read scripture it's important that we understand it that we seek the meaning uh the meanings that christ provides us and you can find no better uh study than in the gospels of the new testament and how jesus's teachings relate to the psalms they relate to the prophets they relate to uh, the the torah the beginning of civilization what uh, our responsibilities are as adults as men as women as individuals as uh, adults as family members um, as parents as siblings as uh, one family in christ and the struggle that that is uh meant to be a part of the christian life right so since the time of jesus christians have been challenging the world and when you challenge the world friends trust me the world strikes back and it's in that struggle that we gain strength it's that in that struggle that we gain confidence it's in that struggle that we come to love and depend on both one another but then to love and depend on god himself and you can find no greater love than than what he has for us as 
we are his children. And in that light, in that understanding that we are children of God, but we too have children. If you're an adult, you also have children. And we as adults in society, even if you don't specifically have children that are your own, you still have a responsibility to the children, to the youth, to the future generations of our society, the future generations of our nation, the future generations of Christianity. And that's, it is not simply an individual task, an individual relationship. It is a collective. It is um, it, it, the, the Christian faith has always been one of community since the beginning we talked about this briefly last friday from early on in the early church with the apostles setting out for missions uh in in a variety of areas whether it be um europe or asia minor or there in the middle east and in, in the various communities it was always a community-centered faith a, well actually a faith centered on christ obviously but it's in that community that Paul reaches out to. It's in that community that Peter reaches out to. It's in that community that James reaches out to, the pillars of the early church. It's in that community, friends, that, that we are called to also build in our own surroundings, in our own neighborhoods, with our own families, with our own friends, with our own within our own cities, within our own uh, congregations, within our own institutions, within our own uh, organizations. This is... This is a this is a unified effort, and it's always supposed to be a unified effort because the world strikes back. And you, if you stand alone as an individual, uh, you, you don't have you don't have much oomph. You don't have much power. But when you stand together, and the and the group stands with God, then there's nothing that is impossible, right? And so, uh, in that light, we want to bring to you this scripture today, and I'm going to share it to you. I'm going to bring it up here on the screen. It's the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verse 13. And Jesus is, uh, once again, talking to his disciples. He has set a child on his lap. He's talking about the, the need not to cause children to stumble, not to cause children to sin, uh, and the, uh, the repercussions of causing people to sin, of being that stumbling block that he talks about, the one which causes people to stumble and leading children astray he has a, a a special affinity for the child and he talks about it eloquently in a few times in in scripture and this is going to be one of them uh and and let us listen to the word of god let us listen to the words that christ has for us and let us reflect back on what society today is doing to the children so you know and you've had to live through and we are currently living through what the world would do to our children let's listen to what jesus says about our children in verse 13 as he continued it says and the people were bringing children to him that he might touch them but the disciples rebuked them when jesus saw this he became indignant and said to them let the children come to me do not prevent them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God is like a child. Or whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. 
Then he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. Friends, listen to the words that Jesus uses. Listen to the actions that take place. People who recognize the power, the love, the divinity that Jesus has in the flesh as man, as God made man in the flesh in front of them. Recognizing that not only do they need the blessings of Christ, but they recognize that they're children too. It, because it's not just about us. It's not just about our generation. It's about the future generation. That's, that's what baptism is all about. That's why we baptize our children. That's why the ancient Jews circumcised their children. As young, as, as young people, they enter them. You have a responsibility as an adult to enter your family, your children, into the kingdom of God. And we do that through baptism. These people recognize that and they started bringing their children to Jesus. The disciples, not fully understanding what's going on, not fully understanding, not fully grasping who Jesus is, even though they make professions to it from time to time, we know because after his crucifixion, they are lost, they are scared, they, they, they forget about all the things that Jesus did for them. It's not until the spirit comes to them do they gain the confidence to step out onto the world. Do they gain the insight and the knowledge and the wisdom that Jesus imparted upon them? So they rebuke these people from bringing their children to Jesus. They think they're doing Jesus a favor by keeping the young people away. They think that they're, they're, they're helping Jesus not be bothered with these children. Because after all, they're just children. But Jesus lets us know that they're not simply children. They're children of God. And he says specifically, what scripture says specifically, that he became indignant, which is pretty upsetting. That's a strong word become indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not prevent them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The, the kingdom of God belong to such as these. Do not prevent them. Think about what Jesus wants for our children. Think about what Jesus wants for us. He wants to love our children. He wants our children to grow strong in faith. He wants our children to do well, to, do, to be righteous, to be holy, to do all the things that he teaches. And when the good parents, who are all sinful as we all are, bring our children to Christ, dedicate our parenthood and essentially offer up that's what we're doing we're offering up our children to god when we baptize them in the in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit we are offering them up to god himself so that the love of god may create an indelible mark 
on our children's soul. We are entering them into the family of Christ. And even, even someone like the apostles, some people like the apostles, don't fully understand that. And I don't blame them at this time. They didn't have the scripture and the studying of scripture for 2,000 years like we do. But we do have 2,000 years of scripture and study to understand these passages in context to the entire scripture. So today there should be no excuse for parents to offer their children up to the family of Christ. Think about how good that is. Think about how wonderful that is. Think about the benefits that would have on that child today until the last breath of their life. Think of all the benefits of this life as well as obviously the everlasting life. Think about putting those seeds and sowing those seeds of wisdom and knowledge and love of Christ into this child, into our children. Think about the blessing that that would bring upon a nation. Now think about those who would pervert our children. Think about those who want to indoctrinate our children with the ways of the world rather than the ways of God. Think about what, te what television, what Hollywood, what our institution, what our social media platforms and the people who operate them and operate on them. Think about what they are trying to bring to our children. These things, friends, are not equal. They're not something that's sort of good and something else that's sort of good in another way. It's not, well, this is just one way of doing it and here's another way of doing it. These things are directly opposed to one another. The life that Jesus calls for us and our children is directly opposed to what the world wants of our children. What God wants is righteous. What the world wants is wicked. What God wants is good and just. What the world wants is evil. Can we see the difference? Can you understand what is at stake in this society that we live in today? If you hear the sense of urgency in my voice, it's because these issues are real. It's because the battle lines are drawn. The armies of the world are in place. They have their defenses. And now they are on the offense. And they're attacking our children through the television screen, through media, through social media, through our school system. My friends, they're even attacking our children through the church.
The devil is attacking our children through the church. It's time for us to stand strong against that. And you might ask yourself, well, what do you mean? How do we stand strong against it? I mean, you get into the word of God so that you too can understand these messages. Understand this scripture. Understand what God has intended for us. And what he has intended for us is good. And what the world has intended for us is evil. And you have a responsibility as an adult. You have a responsibility as a parent. You have a responsibility as a family member in God's kingdom. To stand firm for his word and his will. To protect those who cannot protect themselves to protect our children, our most vulnerable, in the womb and out of the womb. You have a responsibility. You have a duty as a Christian to fight for children and the future of our nation, the future of our faith at every turn. Not simply in one aspect of life, but all aspects of life. We don't watch things that are going to hurt our children. We're not going to subscribe to things that are going to influence our children in a negative fashion. We're not going to support companies. We're not going to support media organizations. We're not going to support politicians. We're not going to support, support corporations that target and attack the sanctity of our children. We're going to protect them. We're not going to be quiet about it. We're going to stand firm. We're going to voice our opinions because it's not our opinion. It's God's command. We're just going to be repeating it in the open so that everyone can hear it. And those that are struggling to gain confidence can then gain confidence. We have a duty and we have a responsibility as members of Christ, as leaders in our communities to do what is right for the generations to come. And I encourage you to do that. And if you need guidance on how to do that the answer is in scripture the answer is in the gospels the answer is in the word of god and if you want to know what god would do or what jesus would do what jesus would say you all you have to do is read what he did say do not hinder the children from coming to him if you do not embrace him like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And just like this passage says, it says that he embraced them and blessed them. He wants to embrace your children 
He wants to embrace you as his children and bless them and bless you. We have to be willing to make that initial movement. We have to be willing to move towards Christ. We have to be willing to bring our family and not afraid, not ashamed, not apologetic in our faith. And we need to be able to stand strong against those who would attack it and attack them. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you like messages like this, we encourage you to, to share this video on, so on your social media platform. Don't be scared. You're probably going to get more compliments than you are, you know, hateful remarks or digs. At least I hope so. Messages like this need to be spread more. Even if you don't spread this video for me, spread someone else's inspirational video. S uh, spread someone else's uh, informational or educational scripture message. Be a contributing member, an active member of the Christian American community by spreading the faith. And whatever that means to you and whatever influence you have, whatever platform you have. That way we build out a Christian American community that is educated in its faith, that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And if we do that together, we can fight the evils of this world. And we can make it a better place for the next generation. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a blessed week. Um, when you Remember, when you interact with the world, interact with it from a position of a child of God. Remember that you represent the entire Christian community when you're out there. So spread love, spread joy, be generous and kind in your speech and in your actions. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.